Welcome back, everybody, to the Donald and Donald Podcast. <laughs> Double D. <laughs> we coming at you straight off script. Hey, bro. Giving you a brand new, fresh look at the things you think you already know about that's happening in the sports world today. Man, let's take this barbershop talk outside the barbershop and chop it up. Absolutely. Barbershop sports. Listen, we got a great show today. We got an in-season tournament update. LeBron James reaches 39,000 points in his career. Miles Bridges makes a return. We got that Double D Dynamic Duo Award of the Week. And is there trouble in paradise? The LSU women's basketball saga continues. Now, let's pop it off right here. D, what's on your mind, man? What's on your mind? Man, just a couple things. What's going out there? What's going on with the Jets? <laughs> I don't even know, uh, man. No, it's benching Zach Wilson to answer. Like, that's not for Tim Boyle. <laughs> it's just like, what are we, y'all, y'all trying to save your season? Right. He's going to be the answer. Ain't y'all still talking about Aaron Rodgers coming back to make a playoff run? To me, that's just saying y'all giving up on the year. If y'all going to... Zach Wilson is still better than Tim Boyd. Exactly. And here's the thing, too. Something that I noticed, man. Okay, so, you know, usually Aaron Rodgers is on the sideline, you know, doing whatever he do, okay? Now, this time, he wasn't on the sideline. They say he was out somewhere rehabbing yeah. or getting ready for whatever he need to get ready for. So, he wasn't that distraction. So, they keep cutting, keep cutting to him and everything. And then with all that going on, then you, you, take, you basically crush my man Zach Wilson. Because now you're saying we don't, we, it ain't, we, it ain't even about you. We, we, don't, we really don't have your back because we don't benched you, and we don't put in the backup to the backup. Yeah, basically the third streamer, and this is what we doing now. He was out there in Green Bay. I've never seen him take the field. Right, exactly. I've never seen even when Aaron Rodgers went down. I, they didn't turn to Tim Boyd. Uh uh-uh. uh. So that's what I'm saying. Is it y'all just blaming it all on Zach Wilson at this point? He's taking everything. Now, I did see something about Aaron Rodgers came out and said he's taking some of the responsibility because he was supposed to be able to sit and watch. Watch what? No, Zach was supposed to be able to sit and watch Aaron. Oh, kind of teach him some stuff. So he could be able to teach him the same thing he did for Jordan Love the past couple years. Right. But with the injury, he... He wasn't taking first team reps uh-huh. all preseason, mm-hmm. all off, all during training camp. Um, he was working with a playbook that was for Aaron Rodgers. Right. When he got moved up to first team, they like took threw all that out and tried to simplify it. So that's another thing. He went from learning one thing all that even if he was learning it with the second team guys, he was learning an offense. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, y'all are throwing that out, and even if you are simplifying it, it's still a new system that he's going to have to learn on the fly. Y'all doing it in the middle of the season. Exactly, exactly. All right, it's very interesting that you say that. So with that being said, how much responsibility is this actually on Zach Wilson in? Because he's really taking the blunt of it, and it looked like they're making him the fall guy. But And, and I can see that coming. You can see that from a mile away. First of all, they brought Aaron Rodgers in because they didn't like Zach Wilson. He wasn't the quarterback of the future. Now you're just, just throwing it all at his feet. Yeah, it's uh, and he's maturing about it. Like mm-hmm. He's being mature about the situation, saying things like he's seen it coming. I mean, everybody's seen it coming. Right, but it's they aren't scoring, they aren't scoring touchdowns. Uh, so a change. It's the same thing with the Bills firing that offensive coordinator after a bad game. Right. Somebody has to take the blame for it. And as a head coach, uh, they not doing it. 
Right, exactly. Now, here's the thing about now Robert Sala, he has been taking uh he's been doing damage control all season long. Cause we got to remember, Aaron Rodgers played four minutes or four plays. I don't know. It wasn't enough time to think about anything. He ran out on the field. Exactly. That's pretty much what happened. So he Robert Sala basically has been taking doing damage control. So now what do you think? It's a situation now. Do you think Zach Wilson is going to continue to be on that team as a backup, or this may probably be his last season and snap as a, as a Jets quarterback? If I'm with him, I'm trying to get out of there. Absolutely, I'm trying to get out of there. Yeah, I don't even want. I don't want to deal with the circus no yeah, more, bro. Yeah, it's it's a lost cause for me too, and mentally, I don't see how you could succeed in an environment like that where it's obvious they don't want you. Yeah, it's obvious they don't want you. And, and with New York media, I can just imagine how they're talking about him. Hoo-wee. Like the local, the local news up there. I can just imagine what he's going through on well, the day to day. Yeah, well, you know, uh, listen, what Joe Namath? Okay, now he did bring him uh, the Jets' their only Super Bowl win, and he are, he said a long time ago, and, and so you know, it's a lot of people that's kind of over it, and I think. He probably took the blunt of this thing, man. And I don't and I, and some of it probably is his fault. Maybe he didn't develop as much as he needed to or they expected him to. But at the same time, man, same, I don't know. Same thing though. The organization gotta take some responsibility. Exactly. Y'all took this guy number two off of a throwing session throw. Mm-hmm. He his pro day, he made one amazing throw and he shot up the draft charts. He shouldn't have been a number two. He wasn't an in the draft class with Justin Fields and all these guys, y'all take him off of that's off of what? And now y'all are mad that he wasn't a a, a diamond in the roof. Y'all didn't right. find the rose blooming out from the sidewalk. Y'all didn't find no thing. No water. Now, now y'all mad mad at him. Like he didn't tell y'all he was a number two pick. Mm-hmm. He didn't come out and be like, Yeah, I'm the next great quarterback. No, he played his game. Tried to do it in the NFL, it didn't work. It's not. It maybe it worked somewhere else, but no. Maybe it's, maybe it's a situation that is a couple of things you may have, you need to take in consideration. Number one, the system that he's playing in, which is like you say, it's Aaron Rodgers' system, along with his offensive coordinator and his and receivers, his players, yeah. and and his players and receivers and everything. And you might need to look at the scout. <laughs> what is he doing? Is he still with the computer? <laughs> I ain't gonna, they hit on almost every other thing except Zach Wilson, right? And I don't think the same guy who drafted Zach Wilson was there the next year to draft these other guys. There's no way. <laughs> make that read on Zach Wilson uh-huh. and get all these other things right. Right. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, especially like with one pass where he was pretty much throwing to receivers that he knew and they probably was practicing it all night. <laughs> all right. Well, check this out. Uh, I got something on my mind too. Listen, is Uncle Drew, yes, Kyrie Irving, happy playing for the Mavs. Let me expand that a little bit. You got Batman and Robin. You got Luca, and then you got Kyrie. Kyrie ain't used to being in the background, man. And, you know, he used to calling the shots, making the shots, and it pretty much he doing his thing. I mean, he he, he, he being real cordial about it right now. But what you think? Because I don't know if this is exactly the position he wants to be in. I don't know. I ain't seen anything that would make me think he's disgruntled or anything. Right. So and he's playing, he's playing good right now. Mm-hmm. He just beat our Lakers last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. I think, like I said, I think where they're at now, they figured out how to play together. It is looking good, right? 
I love Derek, Derek Lively out there. So they got the team now. And then it's still, yeah, he's taking a back seat, but it's not, it's not how other players take back seats. His, his shots is still, he's still getting about 20 shots a game. Uh, and they're staggering him. So when Luke is not on the court, the ball's still in his hands. He's able to still run offenses. And then when you're together, why, who wouldn't want to have somebody else the defense has to pay attention to? Right. So I think he's fine. I think he's happy. I think he just wants to win. They're coming off of that missing the playoffs last year. So I think now it's just he's not talking. He's just going out there and playing. So, David, that's what we're not used to, not hearing from Kyrie. But I think he's in the right position. Oh, well, that's great. That's great. I think I think I understand what you're saying too. Sometimes or some nights he might be, want to be number one, but on those nights where he don't want to be, he happy that he don't have to be. <laughs> okay. Now, now this right here is gonna touch a little close to home, but we gotta talk about it. Ad's new nickname, McDonald's Milkshake Machine. Is he deserving of that? They saying it, it, it's great. But it only work about fifty percent of the time. You know, I go up in there, and ain't sometimes it ain't working at all. You, you talk to talk to me. That's better than street clothes. I'll take that. <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take that on the street clothes because when they was calling them street clothes, it was killing me. But, uh, I can't. I'm loving AD this year, but he's still having the inconsistent moments. Right. Like, he is a walking double-double, but some nights he... Some, some nights it's 30 and 15. Some nights it's 10 and 15. Mm-hmm. And we can't have you giving us those 10 and 15 <laughs> nights. Cool. 15 rebounds. That's nice. We need more than 10 points from you. Right. This team ain't going nowhere if you're giving us 10 points. Exactly. So it's not... That's what it is. You just have to bring that same energy. I know it's 82 games. I know it's a long season, and I know you're trying to stay healthy. But bring that energy every game. The energy that makes you look like a DPOR, maybe MVP player. Right. Because that's what I was calling you when you went on that three-game stretch of 30-plus, 15-plus. I was hey, he's looking like an MVP. Yeah. And then you come out and give me a stinker. <laughs> can't do it. I can't defend you no more. Right. Like you're making it hard for me, A.D. <laughs> So let me ask you this. Okay, when AD was with the New Orleans Pelicans, he was definitely hungry. Mm-hmm. And he was the centerpiece. And I think he would have played point guard if he had if to. He had to yeah. Now, he took it. He did join the Lakers at a very high cost, but then they got that bubble ring, that bubble win. So they are champions, and he, he, ain't, he ain't really chasing a championship. He do have one slated in his pocket at home on the shelf. Yeah. Now, but, but, but here's where I'm going with this. Has he lost a little bit of that drive? Because now he ain't really got a whole lot to prove as he's really hungry, fighting for that, going into a brand new organization with the Lakers because he got that. So has some of the little edge been polished off? It's hard to argue that it hasn't just by the way he plays. Like, he doesn't have that. Like I said, that bubble ring, he was arguably the best player on the floor Absolutely. every game. Yeah. Every single game. Wanted it. Hungry. So it's like... You can't tell me you can't bring that back from it was two years ago and you're not in year 21 like LeBron. Mm -hmm. So you can't tell me you can't bring that energy every night and have that same fight. 
It's just that you don't want to. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm kind of seeing, man. Because we're going to talk a little bit more in the podcast about the eye test. I love the way you talk about the eye test. But if you think about it, just for a small comparison, now I'm not comparing the two players together. Okay, I'm comparing the attitudes. Okay, in the sense of urgency. Joel Embiid ready. Hungry. Ain't had no rain. AD got one. Could get another one. But that urgency, I ain't seen a lot of it right now. And that's the thing, Joel and B's responding to the chatter. Yeah. He's responding to the can he get it done? Can he get past second round? MVP, did he deserve it? He's responding to it and showing proving everybody wrong. Anybody that had a doubt about him. Right. He's trying to prove him wrong. Mm-hmm. And D's listening to the chatter and I don't think it's moving him. Yeah. I don't think it bothered him. And that's a good thing in a certain way, but also it's not. Because in a way you're proving him right. Mm-hmm. You're just Giving them more ammo to go off of. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Come on, baby. AD, make it do what it do, baby. Come on, baby. We need you out here. Listen, something else. The Warriors really can't uh, uh, win for losing. They just can't. Hey, listen. So let me ask you this. I'm I'm finna go all the way left field on it. Okay, you ready? What's up? Time to blow up the Warriors, baby. It's time to blow him up, man. Listen, first, the only player that got is Steph Curry. Some people don't want to play unless he on the court. Klay Thompson ain't got no shot no more. It's time to blow up the team. It start with start with Steve Kerr. <laughs> Just talk to me, man. What you think? Uh, it's something. Y'all gotta do something. I that's why I thought the Chris Paul thing was gonna be a, a trade and trade. Like they was gonna get him and trade him out just to try to get more firepower. But I. I don't know what they are seeing, what they're thinking. Really, I think Steph and Andrew Wiggins is the only people that need to stay on this team right now. That's, that sounds to me like a blow-up. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, because Clay's lost it. He's lost a step, and that shot's looking flat now. Right. Um, Draymond is more of a headache than an asset at this point. <laughs> uh-huh. Y'all gave away y'all future in Jordan Poole. Yep. Um, who was struggling out there? He wasn't ready to have his own team. Right. He was not ready. But, and you can um, see that. Yeah, he was not ready to have his own team. Um, y'all never really went out there and got a solidified big man. Y'all tried to get James Wiseman that flopped. So it's it's time for y'all. It's time for y'all to make some adjustments. Mm-hmm. Something's got to change mm-hmm. if y'all want to be competitive again this year. Because now y'all seeing. The Chris Paul experiment is not going to work. Mm-hmm. It looks even worse than the James Harden thing I did in L.A. So, y'all got to shake something up. Absolutely, absolutely. You heard it here first, people. The Warriors need to blow up. Start over. Okay? You know your centerpieces. Tell me the centerpieces again. Steph Curry and who? Andrew Wade. Okay, and start from there. And find you. And listen, Doc, Doc Rivers is out there. Find your new head coach. All right, listen, check this out. We're going to talk about some more things, too, and uh, we're going to keep it moving. But this is something that I wanted to take and uh, talk to you about, too. The Bucks, they keep winning. They're on a little, they on a little win streak and everything. Now, guess, guess what, though? And, and Dame Dollar, Dame Leonard, done got a little bit more consistent. Do you, know, I, do you know what I heard on the reason why? What's that? He done went to the head coach, Adrian Griffin, right, and say, Coach, Man, just play me the whole first quarter. I ain't used to you taking me out so early. And the coach listening. And the next thing I know, uh, Damian Leonard turned a red hot. Hey. What you think? That's what I said. Maybe it was just a a, a thing of feeling comfortable again. Mm-hmm. And playing with Giannis, like you said, the 
trying to get rotation minutes right out there, how to play these guys. It's all a learning thing even for the coach. This is his first year, and he has two superstar players to try to handle and try to balance ego as well as I need them on the court. So it's a learning thing. And like I I keep saying, it's just going to be about them getting comfortable. Everything's going to be about getting comfortable, learning each other, and what needs to what needs to take place for them to be in the best place to win. We know we got Dame and Giannis. Right. We know they can win. Right. What do I, what do I need to do as a coach to make them be the best selves? Exactly. And making that adjustment is one of the small things. So, I'm, like I said, I'm proud of Adrian Griffin for taking that. He has been listening. He has been making adjustments on the fly. He's not a new coach who came in acting like he knows it all. It, the Bucks is still a contender. It's Absolutely. Still be somebody Absolutely. you got to watch out for the playoffs. Yeah. Because you can't – Dame can erupt for 50, 70 any given night, and Giannis is going to give you Giannis. Right. We know what he's going to give you on def- on both sides of the floor. So exactly. It's just going to be – like I said, it's just going to be figuring it out. And people and people are playing them that way too. They not checking the Bucks is either they not going into the Bucks house and the Bucks is not going to somebody else's house and they not playing with a purpose. Yeah, it, those is one of those teams. Whenever you play them, you soak, you circle that that game because it shows where you're at. It's a measuring stick. It's a barometer. It's a temperature check. It should show you where you're at as a team. Absolutely. Okay, and listen, we're going to expand on this as well, but Zion is Tryon, and you got some thoughts on OKC. Yes. All right, now, we're going to talk about the in-season tournament, baby. Yes, the IST, group play, and then we're going to dip off into the association a little bit, the NBA. But check this out. When all of this kind of first started, we had a little bit of a conversation. We just knew what was going on when the flow changed. It, it, it's kinda, it was kind of confusing. So I do want to kind of clear it up a little bit because this is the place to get information, up-to-date and current type things to be going on up in here at the Double D Podcast, baby. First of all, in-season tournament is played on Tuesday and Friday. Let's start right there. But this is actually the definition, the best I could find on what the in-season tournament is. Then we're going to dip off into these games. First, the in-season tournament. This is what it is. In the in-season tournament, every team will face the other four teams in its randomly selected group once. The top team in each group and a wild card in each conference will advance to a single elimination knockout stage. With quarterfinals being played on December the 4th and 5th, in the team arenas, and the final two rounds played in Las Vegas on December seventh and 9th. How did I do explaining that? It makes some. It makes some sense. A little bit more, right? Yeah, a little bit more sense. Okay, I just wanted to make a little bit more sense. I didn't want to, you know, I ain't no dictionary. I didn't want it to make all kinds of sense. But let's dip off into these games, okay? Now, listen. Let's start right here. This is some in-season play. Did, did we talking about in games that matter? Because believe it or not, you got an NBA Cup. Did you you fighting for? And you also have an in season MVP. I know about that, but somebody's striving for that as well. And this may be somebody's only championship this year, or this season. Their career. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's start off right here with a little bit of in season tournament update. Listen, you got them Knicks. 120 against the District 99, okay? Now, you was talking to me about, you know, Bronson, okay? And uh, he had 32 that game. Randall dropped off 22. Quickly, 27. 
and uh, y- your boy DV, 14. Okay, then he had Cal Kuzma, 19. Th- that when I look at that, probably the, like the starting five, it looked a little bit more even on that game. Yeah, that's what they need. That's what they need from these guys. Uh, like I said, Jalen Brunson has to be the best player for them to be successful. Right. But it's still going to have to be a team effort because he's not a guy who can go out there and take over a game. He can give you offensive production to where he can keep you guys in it. He'll let you know you did. he there. Yeah, but what's going to put you guys over the top is what you can get from an R.J. Barrett, a Julius Randle, or even the Josh Hart some game. Like, it's those type games that they need where everybody's going to chip in something. Right, because Josh, uh, Josh Hart, he's, he'll scrap your play up. He's, he'll give you defensive effort. <laughs> right. Down a couple shots every now and then. And to me, to me, <clears throat> uh, Randall can fall in love with the three. R.J. Barrett is a little streaky, but your boy Jalen Brunson can get red hot. Yeah, he can get hot and just take it. He was a big signing for them. Right, yeah. He, he's, now they got a, a legit cornerstone to try and figure out the rest around. Julius Randle is still a good second, third option. But you need to figure out something else. Is R.J. Barrett going to be that consistent third guy on the team? It's just questions like that. Yeah, because they did. I thought they drafted him to be the number one. I thought they drafted him to run the team. Yeah. But still, when you think about the New York Knicks, you think about Julius Randle first. Yeah, first name that comes into your head. Right. Okay, let's move on. Now, uh, I don't think this went too well. Uh, Bucks 130, Hornets 99. And this was in uh, at the Hornets Arena, baby, Queen City. Now, when we first did this and looked at it, we didn't know whether or not Giannis was going to even play because he was struggling with some things. But Giannis and uh, uh, Damian Litter played. So uh, let me run this down to you. And this is also Miles Bridges' first game back. So Giannis had 16. Middleton dropped in 12, you know, still nursing that knee injury, trying to get into, uh, you know, basketball shape. Dame Litter had 27. He went off a little red hot. I think one of his uh, one of his first dunks of the season and his aggressiveness, aggressiveness paid off. Beasley, he gave you 20, and that was surprising, but he did. Now, here's the thing, because I done talked about it, and, you know, we don't give Hornets no slack. At least I don't. LaMelo uh, uh, Ball had 37 points. That's great. He was the leading scorer, but, again, it was in a loss. But then you had Brandon Miller. He dropped in 10. Miles Bridges dropped in 17. But this is what stood out to me on the stat line. And this is why I want you to go ahead and fill this in for me. Haywood had two points in P.J. Washington three. Yeah, we can't win like that. There's no way. There's no way we can win like that. But maybe it's – I don't see why P.J. only took three shots. You get what I'm saying? The way you've been playing all year, you shouldn't be out there only taking three shots. Exactly. Man, it was a head-scratcher for me. In almost 30 minutes of playing time. And maybe it's just them trying to get Miles Bridges too involved right now. Um, But, yeah, you can't let one guy come in and change what's been going well for you guys. Right. PJ's been one of the best players on this Started team. off the season red hot. So don't don't come in and change that for him because it's going to be games where you need that guy to be who he's been. Mm-hmm. And we don't know. We don't know what Miles Bridges is going to do. He's been good so far, but I just think it's better if we get all of them rolling, not try to focus on getting one guy going. Absolutely. And it seemed like that's what happened this game. You know, because, it, uh, I mean, if, if every team has a big three or kind of like what they want to take and like put their little scoring around, it's going to be LaMelo Ball, Brandon Miller, and probably it, the P.J. Washington needs to be right there at the top of the list. And, and, and I know they want Miles Bridges to be maybe their fourth option. Mm-hmm. 
Haywood, they need to get as much out of them as they possibly can. But with that being said, and we're going to go over a couple more games that was played by the Hornets, is uh, Terry Time uh, taken, did not play, but he didn't really miss that much. That's what I'm – and I say this all the time. I think we need to see what we can get for him. Him and maybe Gordon Haywood. Because I think the best lineup we can do is LaMelo, Brandon Miller, Miles Bridges, P.J. Washington, and Mark Williams. Man, that's a great lineup. It's, I love it. It's long. It's versatile. Everybody can shoot except for Mark Williams. And he's been having a great year. He's been leading score some nights and everything. He's a presence in the paint. He's having a great – the chemistry between him and LaMelo is there. Brandon Miller's coming into his own. He still has games where he's a rookie, but that 29-point performance from him the other night, like, I think now is the time to build around these young guys. You have the players here. They might not compete for a championship this year, but getting building up that confidence, that chemistry, letting them play with each other, get that energy going. Now we got an identity. We got a culture. We can run up and down more. We don't have to feed into Terry's and Gordon's, they need the ball. They're vets. They want the ball. You know, we don't have to feed into that. And you might get something in return, a draft pick, something to where you can keep building. Because right now I think with this roster you're going to be stagnant, kind of, because you got to keep – Terry's not going to change his game. He's not going to change his game. And Gordon hasn't been Gordon since he came to Charlotte. Right. I think now it's just build with these young guys. Get whatever you can in return. Some rotational pieces, draft picks. Because y'all bench is thin. Do that. And I think y'all is in a great shape going forward. Absolutely. So so I, I'm processing what you said and everything, and I really like how you got that starting lineup kind of being put together. Uh, he, here's kind of like my question. All right. Um, so when you put that together – um, you do have somewhat of a bench too. You got McGowan's, you got Book Knight, and everything. You got Ish Smith. You got some guys that can come off the bench and give these starters some, some rest and everything. And if you're going to take and do anything with with uh, Terry Terry time, and you're going to do anything like you say with Gordon Haywood, you probably need to do that now before the trade deadline. And but also, and we ain't gonna we we ain't gonna beat this dead horse too much and everything. This ain't gonna be what it's gonna be all about. But I have to say this. Do we have the head coach to recognize and do it? Because what you said makes sense. The lineup makes sense. The possible trades make sense. And we can get as much as we can squeeze blood out of a turnip when it comes to the bench. But do we have a head coach right now to do it? No. See, that, that's, that's what hurts. And that's that's another been, losing season. Yeah, that's what's been our thing. We talk about it all the time. Steve Clifford's just, he doesn't show much. He doesn't show much of anything. Being a culture builder, being a player developer, being a scheme guy, he doesn't show me much of anything. He's a he's a, one of those head figure coaches. Mm-hmm. He's there because they need somebody to fill the seat. Mm-hmm. Roy Williams. Mm-hmm. So, and we know how we felt about Roy. Yeah, man. He's just he's just a professional timeout call. Yeah, that's back, all he was, man. Back turned to the game most of the time, yelling at the bench. It's what so, about the players on the court? I don't understand it, <laughs> and that's the same way I feel about Steve Clifford. It's just I think you're just there. Collecting a check and being a figure. You're being a figure for the Hornets. You're not really doing a job. You're just there. So, and I think that's going to be something, too. Um, maybe with the new owners, they're proactive in seeing things and trying to fix it. I don't want them to just sit on it and let it turn into a dumpster fire. Like, address it now. Get him out of there. 
same thing with Steve. Get him out of there. Get in something new. Somebody, I think we need a younger coach with this team. Mm-hmm. Somebody who can adapt, like Adrian Griffin, can adapt, listen, see what's going on, and has changed with the game. Steve Cliff is just stuck in his way. Exactly. So, and, and, and I know they probably moved past this, and it's probably something that I know probably would never happen. But, man, I'm going to tell you, I see great things happening if James Borrego had this team. Man, I just think that the wrong move was made there. I really think if he was still head coach and everything, he would have them in playoff contention, probably fighting for this in-season tournament and making some moves, man. Because, listen, he had the team at least fighting for 500, and he also took in their only, like, playoff little run since, since you know, in the longest time that I can remember. Yeah. I know it's back. I know it's spilled milk and, and lost grapes. However you want to put your swing on it. But I'm just saying, though, something needs to happen, man, because I, it's so early in the season. What's the point in wasting it? We need to make power moves. Don't be scared to make a change. Yeah. Sometimes change is good. And that's what do you guys want to be competing this year? Like, that's, show me something. Especially when you got LaBello on Max Deal. And he's balling right now. And you just put P.J. Washington on a new contract. You know, you got Miles Bridges back now. He's like, y'all are, And he ready to play basketball. He just had a 30-pointer last night. Exactly. Wanna, so he's in a buzzer beater, came in, cuts. He's he. We got the pieces. Like, I keep, we got the pieces. It might not be NBA championship level. There's no reason why we're not at least in the play-in. Right. At least solidified in the play-in. Like, there's no way I don't see this team being there. LaMelo mm. is, he's a superstar. Mm. Right? I think the, the questions is gone. This last little stretch shows he can't take over for this team and keep them in the game. Right. Now he has pieces around him that's going to help. That he likes to play with. That he likes to play with. They love playing with him. They This team is more of a – this is probably the most cohesive team I've seen mm-hmm. from the Hornets in a long time. Exactly, man. It all fits together. Right. Everything fits together. The roster moves is right. Y'all did that well. Now can y'all get somebody who can put it all together for you guys? Yeah. Yeah. This is a young Hornets team that's full of potential. Come on, let's not let's not waste this. And you get somebody in it, like James Borrego, I think his biggest thing was holding holding his stars accountable. And he should. He, he held LaMelo accountable that rookie year. Mm-hmm. You're not going to come in here and just be flashy and not play the game the way I want the game to be played. Mm-hmm. Sat him. Mm-hmm. Like, sit down. In close games, LaMelo, I can't trust you. Sit down. So that show, like, winning was the main thing to him. Nothing else. He wasn't here to stroke your ego. He wasn't here to make you feel good about yourself and pat you on your back. No. I'm here to win. Absolutely. And that's what we need in Charlotte. So, so this just popped in my head. They brought Steve Clifford back for a second time. You think somebody need to make a call to James? I would. But there's, there's so many options out there instead of a Steve Clifford. <laughs> That's my yeah. point. There's so many options other than the Steve Clifford. Absolutely. Let's move on to this game in the in season tournament. You had you had the Kings and the San Antonio Spurs. Now listen, check this out. We know what it is. The Spurs are young. The Spurs are bi- are, are building. But you know, I'm on Wimby watch. WW, baby. But let's talk about this game for a second. You had Darren Fox. He had 43. Sabonis had 27. Malik Monk had 20. The rest of the roster for the Kings that game was in single digits. 
Then you had KJ for the uh, San Antonio Spurs, 21. Wimby did his thing with 27. And Zach Collins with 28. This was only a nine-point game. They probably could have won it. You know what I mean? But at the same time, how, how you feel about it? Because I'm, I'm just still loving the progress on the San Antonio Spurs side. But they are making games competitive. Yeah, and uh, Vassell didn't play, I believe. They were they were missing some guys. Mm. Um, it's just, like like you said, they're a young team, still trying to figure out who they're going to be. Zach Collins can't be one of your best players, right? Like that just shows, <laughs> yeah. that just shows where you are as a team, right? And and it's still Victor just spiking. He's having up and down moments, mm. but it's he started like I said, he started off the season. They wasn't running the offenses through him, right? And then they just flipped it on his head, like in a game or two. It was all Victor. Like, his usage weight shot up. Right. So, I think that's something that he's trying to get used to. So, some games he is going to have 27, and then some games he gives you 10. And I don't think that's – it's not the same thing as AD's. Mm-hmm. Like, those aren't – because he's giving you effort every night. He's right. going out there, and he's trying to – but it's just – he's getting used to it. The shot's still streaky. He he needs to work on post moves more. Mm-hmm. Like, actually getting down there and be able to do something with his back to the basket. But I, I, he's still going to be a great player. I'm not concerned at all. Oh, yeah, I'm not concerned at all. I just taken – I'm actually thrilled. I'm actually very thrilled with the process. I love the process. I mean, I don't I don't take in – I don't expect the San Antonio Spurs to be 500 this year. Mm-hmm. But that's fine. I'm, I'm taking – I'm more intrigued with the process. And we're going to continue to talk about these games when he's playing just to track the progress. Yes. And it's just a fun thing to watch, man, because, listen, he is, a, he is like you say, a specimen out there that ain't nobody seen in a very long time. That is, and we don't say this often, a generational talent. So we will keep an eye on Wimby Watch. Listen, how about them 76ers and them Hawks, baby? Now, the thing about this game is I'm still waiting for Trey Young to become Ice Trey. Yeah. Right now, he Trey Young. Right, He ain't Ice Trey right now. He Trey Young right now. But in this game, the 76ers won 126-116. to 10-point game. Tobias Harris gave you a 29-point game. MB, he gave you everything he needed with 32. Tyrese Maxey, constant, 19. D. Melton, 14. Now, on the Hawks, J.J. had 18. Capella had 17. Trey Young had 22. And then Murray had 13 and 109. Now, when when I, when I look at this game and everything, whatever, Tobias Harris don't need to be one of your leading scorers to me. But maybe, I don't know. They could be part of their big three. I ain't sure. But how you feel about this win, 76ers, 126, Hawks, 116? And give me your input on Trey Young and, and what needs to happen now. Uh, the 76ers won a game they were supposed to win. Okay. That's, that's just how I feel about the game. Mm-hmm. And about the Tobias Harris thing, he – they're in a position where it's going to be Joel and it could be either Tobias or Tyrese. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that you you don't – it's something that will help you in the long run. Got you. Because you know you can depend on either one of those guys to help out your main star. Mm-hmm. And then what if they both uh, – Tyrese still got his shot, so if he just didn't make most of he was five for 13, three for six. He still shot 50% from three, right? And then he's more he's playing an assist role, too. Had eight assists, so I think it's just one of those games where Tobias was hitting and they just kept going to him, as, yeah, yeah, as their second guy that game. So it's just gonna be 
game to game with that team. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what their identity is now. Yeah, okay. It works. Yeah, I think it works. Because versus with James Harden, mm-hmm. he was going to always be that second guy. Mm-hmm. So now his first option who else is going to step up tonight? Exactly, and I love it. Tell me something about Trey Young, man. I hadn't heard a lot about him this season. I mean, he been out there. He been playing. He been putting up points and doing what he do. But but he ain't ice Trey yet. Yeah, he's twenty six points. He's still doing an assist thing. It's just I don't think he's he has the team around him. Same thing with a Stephen Curry. Mm-hmm. He's not Steph either. So right, you know that's what they try to compare him to coming in. And he's not a guy who can win you a game strictly off of just him being out there. Right. He needs more from the guys around him, and I don't think he has those guys around him. I think the DeZounte Murray thing isn't what they thought it was going to be. I think they need to move on from that. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and I think it's just not saying he's a bad player. It's mm-hmm. just a fit thing, and them playing together just hasn't turned out to what y'all needed it to be. So, so because what was it? Was it McMillan? Was the head coach? Mm-hmm. Okay, so how you feel about that? Because they still kind of, I mean, they was producing up under them, but then they kind of act like the head coach might have been part of the issue, but they still, you know, in your middle of the road with it. So do you think that move, Nate McMillan, do you think it, it was, they still, you know, that move is still made sense to you? Letting him go? Not really. Just I don't think so either. He had you guys playoffs. I want to say he got you to the Eastern Conference Finals one year. Right. So I think it's just that knee-jerk reaction. Yeah. One bad year and he was out of here. And I don't even think last year was a bad year. It mm-hmm. was just down from what they was doing the years before. Right. But he still had them playing in any contention. Yeah. Okay. All right. How about those uh, Celtics against them Raptors, man? Celtics 108 and, uh, and then the Raptors... We got to figure out what that score was. But anyway, I believe the Celtics won that game. Tatum had 17, Brown 23, Pozingas 14, your boy Jeru Holiday, love him, 14. D. White had 13 that night. Scotty Barnes for the Raptors had 14. Siakam, he came with 23. Schroeder was one of the leading scorers with 23. And then Trent Jr. had gave you 14 that night. How you feel about that? Because it seemed like, uh, you know, the Celtics are still doing what they need this to do. This game the epitome of what the Celtics can do. Mm-hmm. Um, they just, starting five, man, was red I'm hot. I'm just run down it. 17, 14, 14, 13, 23, 11, 11. Right. Everybody who touched the floor pretty much gave you double digits. And that's what you want. That's You can't – it's hard to compete with that. Mm-hmm. And this was a close game, 108, 105. I think Derek White hit a last second three. Right. So it was a close game, but that's just constant. They're coming at you. They're coming – you don't get a break. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the thing when Jason Tatum plays bad 8 for 22 1 for 11 from 3 and they still can find a way to win a game right is like I said this is the best chance that they got at winning a ring right now mm-hmm. and I think they can do it because as a team they're the best team in the league and they hungry up and down the roster and they've gotten close so many times and Jason Tatum is a legit one of the best guys in the league. Oh, yes, sir. And he plays with that. I'm going to prove it. Every night. Every night. Whether it's cold or even – he didn't stop shooting last night. Mm-hmm. He, I'm going to make the next one. I'm, and that's that attitude, the Kobe, man, that just like, okay. <laughs> and I think he's – I think when you think about Jason Tatum, you think about a guy that's hungry now, but he ain't going to be satisfied with one. No. he will. They will eventually get it, and this might be the year. But he ain't satisfied with one. He, I think I, I think he's the player. Once he gets it, he's gonna be addicted to it. Right, he's that type of player. Once he gets there, he feels that confetti come down, uh-huh. he pops that first bottle of champagne. Right, 
he's gonna get addicted to the feeling of that's that on top of the world right. feeling that you can't match. And especially if he's one of those guys that just love the game mm. to the core. Like it's bigger than my job. I really love this game. Right. So when is you win it, you don't wanna go back to lose like everybody yeah, when is a a contagious thing. Yeah. You don't want to go back to... Once you, listen, once you had the filet mignon, you don't really want Porterhouse no yeah, more. Yeah, nah, nah. <laughs> Yeah. You go to the steakhouse, you ain't trying to go to Old Charlie's no, next week. No, <laughs> no. You, let's, let's, let's make it do what it do. Okay, next game. You had the Pistons 100, the Cavs 108. I don't think Spider-Man played this game, but you did get 20 out of Cunningham, and you got 28 out of Mobley. No, you got 18 out of Mobley, and Garland, he did his thing with 28. Uh, tell me just a little bit more about uh, this Cavs team uh, with uh, Donovan Mitchell in uh, in or out of the lineup and that, that Donovan Mitchell-Garland combination. How you think that's going to happen? How, how you think they're going to end up, uh, you know, making it do? They're, um, they're a team who fell off mm-hmm. at the end of last year. Yeah. They were building something they're, they're building something out there. Well, because I thought, what, Colin Sexton? Yeah, Colin. They shipped him. That's how they got Donovan Mitchell. Okay. They shipped him to Utah. Cool trade. Everything good. The, the, uh, the, I guess what I'm saying, cool trade, the, the point production didn't fall off because uh, uh, Mitchell is still giving them what Sexton was giving them. Yeah. Okay. More. Okay. He's giving them more. Um, They won that trade mm-hmm. just because you can't. Donovan Mitchell is... A legit bucket. Mm-hmm. He's a legit go get a bucket. Type Absolutely. Guy. And then Darius Garland. He is Spider Man because when he ain't playing, he got his glasses on. Yeah, he, he, he <laughs> like a totally different dude. <laughs> but um, there is. I, I love the, the the combo of Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell back there. Yeah, they're two different same players. If that makes, they're yeah, they're, I get it. I understand. The same players who get it done two different ways. Right. Like. Darius is more shifty. He's more of the finesse, get around the basket type guy. I can't make jump shots. Donovan Mitchell is downhill, twitchy type of. Right. Like, I'll go from here to here and jump from the box and put it on your head. <laughs> exactly. Like, I, 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 <laughs> I love I'm it. making the tough spin around jumper. Yeah. Hanging in the air. Like, he's that guy. And I, I, they just fit each other so well. And then you go into the paint with Evan Mobley and. and um, Josh Allen. Yeah, old school. The fro. Right. So they got the rim protection. Evan Moore is becoming more of a scorer on this team. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know if they're at a level of a 76ers or Boston yet, but they're right up under them. Right, they're yeah. They're right there. I see him firmly somewhere in the one through six, yeah. as far as uh, in the uh, the playoff picture. I, I want to say they should be a top four team, right? Because I think they can outlast some of these other guys going deeper into the picture. They, I think they can outlast like a a, a Pacers team, right? Or, you know, I think they can outlast those type of guys. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be trying to get over that hump of mm-hmm. teams that's clearly ahead of you. Those right. three teams that's clearly ahead of you: the Bucks, Celtics, mm-hmm. uh, Sixers. It's going to be trying to overcome them guys until you find a way to catch up. Yeah. You're still missing something mm. on that team, a piece that's – you don't have a Jason Tatum. You don't have a Joel Embiid. You don't have a Giannis. Right. It's going to be filling out that roster a little more. Because you got players who right up under that tier. Maybe, you know, they're not too far behind those top guys, but you still have to acknowledge the gap. 
there is between those top guys. Exactly. And I think they recognize it too and they're going to do something about yeah, it. Your roster has to be that much better. Right. Because they're already ahead. Of, they, they got a head start on you guys with having those superstars. Right. And then, like you say, with that being said, with uh, Donovan Mitchell and, and, and Garland, uh, you're going to have to ask for even more out of your bench. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Now, we did say earlier that Zion is trying. Okay. So, the Pelicans won 15. They beat the champs this night with uh, a Denver one team. Now, uh, I wanna, uh, I'm want to. i going to hit a couple of stats for you, and then I got a couple questions for you. Now, we said Zion had 26. Ingram had 21. Valachunas had 22. That's for the Pelicans. Jockers 26. And then you had your boy C. Braun, which came off the bench. Gave them 25 that night. Aaron Gordon, 14. Michael Porter Jr., 18. Now, the Pelicans won 115-110. Now, is this the champs showing vulnerability? Or is it just every night the team is going going to get the best shot from whatever team they're playing because they are the defending champs? You are going to get the best shot, and then you're – they're a, they're a team who they have to be healthy. Right. Yeah, because your boy Jamal Murray yeah. was a, D, a DNP. And that's a big thing for them. 20, 25 points right there. Yeah, that's a big thing for them. And for them to only lose by five, like, that just shows, like, and it showed in the, the playoffs the year before they won, the years leading up to it. Because they was always almost, they was just so close. Jamal Murray wouldn't be there, you know, things like that. When they're healthy, you see what happens. Exactly. They run through the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So I think I think it's more of just you are gonna get other teams' best shot every night. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have your best effort or your full guys on the team, mm-hmm. you, they are able to lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so all right, with that being said, let me ask you something. Uh the only way you feel like they can uh, uh tell me how you feel about this uh, statement. The only way that the Denver Nuggets can make a, a barely another successful uh, a playoff and championship run is their roster has to be healthy. That's for anybody, but even more so for the Denver. Yeah, even more so for them. Okay. They're up there with the Lakers. If they lose a LeBron or AD, it's over. Right. I, I think got it's you. the same thing for them. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And I don't know how long Jamal Murray is going to be out. I don't know if he's day-to-day, week-to-week, or we'll check him uh, you know, a little bit later. But they, they need him back as soon as possible because what you don't want to do is take and fall behind too many games too early. Yeah, going to a skid. Exactly. Okay, you, now, we listen, the Orlando Magic uh, beat the Bulls 103-97. Still got, uh, you know, Zach Levine drama that continues. But let me talk to you about this because uh, LeBron James said, I got to remind them of who I am, King James. You had the Lakers 107, Trailblazers 95. Uh, so, you know, LeBron had 35 that night, baby. You know what I mean? He said, don't forget who I am. He don't forget did. what's happening. And that just it's just crazy that he's still able to do these type things in 21 years of being in the league. Exactly. It's just different. It's something that you ain't never seen, probably won't ever see. Uh, how, how, how soon do you think, uh, just uh, uh, ch- change gears for one second, it's going to be before Scoot come back? Because Scoot hurt right now. Oh, they sent him down to the G League. Do what? They sent Scoot to the G League. When this happened? Yesterday. Two days ago? Yeah. He wasn't hurt? Uh-uh. They, I, he might have been like a couple games ago, but I know it just came out. They sent him to the G League. He got demoted. What What? what was it's, going on? Uh, Conditioning, they said. Conditioning? They said He done cashed his check and now he don't know how to act? They sent him down to the G League. To, uh, they said he got to work. Sound like check fever. <laughs> 
I'm just saying, sound like check fever. You know what I'm saying? You're taking because you 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 get them, them dollars is a little bit more longer when you get to the NBA, but they done sent them down to the G League. Oh my goodness, it ain't no telling where these trailblazers is gonna go now. Yeah. Now ain't Chauncey Billups they um head coach, head coach. Yep. and you know he a winner. Detroit Pistons to the heart and the other places that he played, of course. Yeah. But he'll win a two. So so this this was a power move, man. This is something that they they must have seen. Either they liked or they didn't like. Yeah, it's, it, it got to be because he has gotten off to a slow start. Mm-hmm. He doesn't look comfortable out there. Mm-hmm. I like he's adapting well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he was – that was his thing, athleticism-wise. He was one of the – that's what he banked on. Right. So now he's getting into the league where everybody's just as athletic. Yeah, I'm just as good as you are, bro. Maybe a little better. Yeah, so he looks rough out there. And maybe that's trying to save face for him, mm-hmm. sending him down to the G League. He was the number one uh, NBA pick draft, you know, no, no, first round. Yeah, three. And, and he was supposed to be the one that's supposed to fill Damian Lillard's shoes. And everybody was saying he should have been. A lot of people had him going number one if this wasn't a class with Victor. Mm-hmm. So you had that hype coming in, right? And for you to play the way you're playing, like seven, he's averaging seven and five, which is not bad, but it's not top three when this is your team. Is he feeling the weight? Shoulders can't hold. Maybe, but that's maybe. It that it is a tough situation to try to come in and replace a Damian Lillard, like. All eyes on. You really can't, but you can try your best to improve That's the all, team. All you can do is try your best. You shouldn't be trying to beat Damian Lillard. You should try to win games. Trying too hard? I'm just trying team. to fill it out. Trying too I hard? I really don't know what it is because it's not like he's going out and he's only playing 17, 20. Like last couple of games, he didn't even get over 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. So how, he's only taking most shots he's taking is 12. So it's not like he's going out mm. trying to give Damian Lillard production. Mm-hmm. It's just best I can say is he's just not used to the speed and athleticism of everybody around him. I got you. Well, I'm gonna check 2K today and see if I can pick him up and put him on my roster. <laughs> I get him right. I, I I boost that OVR up. Listen, look at this. <clears throat> Suns 131, Jazz 128. Now Kevin Durant gave him 38. Uh, Devin Booker gave him 24. Your boy Nurkic gave him 15. Gordon gave him 14. And then when you think about the Jazz, you think about Clarkson and McCarkin. Uh, uh, 37 for Clarkson and then 21, respectively. So, this is a night where K. Durant and Booker was hitting. Okay, 131, 128, uh, Suns. Uh, tell me about uh, their they playoff uh, aspirations because uh, Kevin Durant is a, is a natural winner. And uh, he going to give you everything that he can give you. Uh, you know, he, he takes a lot of heat uh, for some of the things that, you know, he put out there. But he, he shows it on the court. You know oh, what man. I mean? He's he's playing at an MVP level right now. You think MVP uh, uh, talk? I think right now, early on, front runner, it should be Kevin Durant. Okay. Especially because what he's doing without – he doesn't have Devin Book and Bradley Bill every night. Right. And he's going down and giving these type of performances regardless. Mm-hmm. And he's shooting, I want to say um, – Above fifty percent from three, he's playing probably the best basketball he's played these past couple since Golden State, and is and that's what's scary about this team. Still, they don't have Bradley Bill. Mm-hmm. So that's just. I think Bradley Bill might be out for a little while, man. Something going on with his back. Yeah, and that just shows like this team is actually going to be scary. Right. 
once they get healthy, once they are all the way there, yeah, they're gonna be scared because you can't tell me Ad and Bradley Bill is it's just another score. It's just another person you can depend on to get you shots. Right, right. And listen, so with that being said, I love it. I really, really do. Let's talk about the Utah Jazz for a second. First of all, they had Quinn Snyder. Quinn Snyder's a good coach. And the reason why I say this is because you you, you had uh, Kaminsky. You know what I'm saying? You, you had him. He, he came out of Duke. Mm-hmm. So Coach K, okay, so he know what he's doing. Uh, but Ken, Quinn, Quinn Snyder ain't there no more. He taking he coaches uh, the Atlanta Hawks now. Donovan Mitchell, Spider Man, he ain't there no more. Okay, because now he's with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, what because Clarkson is still a mainstay. He's still there. Uh, what do you see this Jazz team doing? Not much. Okay, it's just they don't have the that top end talent on the team. It, their team trying to do it by committee. Mm-hmm. And out west is just too. It's too much star power. In the wrong conference for that. Yeah, it's too much star power for now, that. Now, if that was in the Eastern, you might get away with it because that's what a lot of teams out East are doing. Mm-hmm. So, but out West, you got to have. You got to come with the thunder and the power. You better yeah, bring it every night and everything. You better come with a big, big bat and a sledgehammer in the other hand and, 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 and make it do what it do. Yeah, you got to have one of those guys that's. Like, Jordan Clarkson for 37 is not something you can depend on every night. Right. But he is like the leading scorer, and that's the only person I even know that's on that team. Who else is on that team? Uh, marketing. Oh, they did go get John Collins from Atlanta, but he's not a he's not pushing the needle. Yeah. You know, either way, he might still be salty about leaving Atlanta. Yeah, it's nothing. But I do like the rookie Keontae George. Mm-hmm. It's just gonna be him getting his feet wet a little more. Right. But that's the thing. They're just in a re rebuild, not fully rebuilding. But when you lose your number, basically your leading scorer, your number one player, and your head coach, is what you you, you are rebuilding. Yeah, what do you expect to happen? Right. Okay. Well, listen. <clears throat> you know we got to talk about the Clippers. Now this is their first win after a losing streak. Okay. Uh, Clippers one hundred six against the Rockets one hundred, which is still a close game. But your boy Paul George had twenty three. Kawhi Leonard had twenty six. Zubac he made a comeback and they start playing with him a little bit more and and, and, and getting him to score with twelve. Harden hit twenty four. And this is the game where Russell Westbrook came off the bench. He only had eight points this game, man. Okay, but they, they they won. So is that is that combination of uh, Russell coming off the a bench working? Yeah, it just frees up the ball just a little bit more. That's all it did. Just let them be able to move it around more and let those three scores out there in that start lineup actually be able to score more. Right. Instead of the ball. You know, you get the ball to a Russell, it stops. Yeah. You get the ball to James, it stops. Right. You know Paul George just stops. So you can't have it stopping four different times. <laughs> you only get 24 seconds in the clock. Yeah, so I think, like I said, somebody had to go to the bench. Yeah. And Russell just swallowed the bullet and said, I'll do it. Right. And it's showing off. It's working. <laughs> they've, they've won three now. So it's working. Mm-hmm. Um, now, because you know James Harden, he already said he said I need about ten games. That's around about or it's around about ten games oh, yeah, that's in. That's where you at now. That's where you at right now. Yeah, you about at eight, so yeah, you better start. You, 
This what you're supposed to be doing. Well, what you probably should have been doing the whole time, but we'll just give you your 10 games because you called 10 games. So, yeah. okay. And then you weren't out there playing in Philly, so I'll give it to you. You didn't have basketball legs. Mm-hmm. But it shouldn't take you 10 games to get basketball legs. Exactly. You paid millions of dollars to play <laughs> basketball. <laughs> it is what it is. Right. And listen, uh, I'm going to let you talk about your boy Sangoon, how much you love him. He had 23. So and Van Fleek had nineteen and Jaden Green had twenty. So your boy Sangoon, tell me about him again. Baby Joker, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm calling it. Like he has that potential to take the leap mm. and be that guy. But right. they're not going to run the offense through him mm. when they're running through Joker. Right. So he might not have those stats, but he's same passing ability, can shoot it mm-hmm. uh, with more athleticism. Right. Like I've seen him take off and punching on people's heads, Jokic can't jump over a phone book. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah. I, like I said, I love him. His potential, the ceiling is so high mm-hmm. for him. Um, Rockets are making the, like they're making that swing into the right direction. Right. So I'm just excited to see what they do. Absolutely. So let, let me ask you this too, okay? So we, we did have, a, we did have like at that, you know, it, it switches back and forth. We had a couple of, uh, Regular season games that was played like in 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 the meantime in between time, uh, but I just want to kind of like highlight a couple of games right quick. So all right, you had the Knicks uh, and the Hornets. The Knicks was one twenty two and the Hornets was one oh eight when they played this game. Uh, P, again, this, these these numbers are baffling to me. This game, PJ Washington had three and Gordon Haywood had four. So is that the same game? That I'm repeating. Or is that that's the same? a different game. So what is going on? And Lamelo had thirty four and Brandon Miller had twenty nine. This is uh, what Mal Bridges' second game. He had nineteen. Now uh, wait a minute. <clears throat> uh, and, and like I said again, the, the Hornets lost this game one hundred eight one twenty two to the Knicks. Now listen, there ain't no balance here, man. You 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 taking you trying to take and get Miles Bridges back into the game, but you forgetting about the people that got you there before he came back. PJ Washington three points, Gordon Haywood four. This one, this one, okay. The Gordon Haywood, he's just playing bad. Cause last game he was one for nine. The last game we talked about one for nine. This game one for seven. So he's in a shooting slump. Yeah, he's just he's just playing bad. Um, PJ Washington is not the same thing as last game because, like I said, he shouldn't be taking three shots. This game he took ten, seven of them were threes, and you only made one. That is you too. You gotta make. You still gotta make shots. You gotta make your shots. You have to. And especially like if we gonna be vouching for you, saying that you need those shots, right? You gotta make them. You have to make you them. You gotta make them, especially with the expectation now that you're placing on yourself playing at the level you started off playing with. And, and I hate to keep bringing it up and everything, but you're on a fresh new contract, bro. You you need to perform. Yeah, and then like like you said, Miles Bridges basically just walked off the street. And he went eight for twelve and gave us nineteen. So exactly, there's it, no excuse at all why you're shooting one for ten. You need to be leading every night. PJ, almost. almost. Uh, I mean, if, if Lamelo not having these type games, right? It need to be you. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, that makes sense. Hey, listen. So you taking you had the <clears throat> the Grizzlies with no John Morant gave the Celtics all that they needed this night by winning only by two points. Uh, uh, it was a slow night and everything as far as Tatum and, and Brown, but Pozingas gave him twenty six. But what I want to take it out of this this particular game with the Celtics against the Grizzlies. Now, besides the fact that there's no John Morant, I want you to know the heat that Marcus Smart is taking. Because, first of all, I hope they don't think that Marcus Smart is Ja, because he ain't. 
But he's a facilitator. That's all you're getting out of Marcus Smart. You ain't getting. You're not getting John Morant numbers. No. So what? What? How he do you feel about the Heat? To, he wasn't supposed to be that guy. I think fans just need to realize situations. Yeah. And that's what fans don't do. No. Nope. They just look at what's going on on the floor and don't really understand that is more to it. He wasn't supposed to come in and be John Morant. He was supposed to come in and. Guard the best player on the perimeter, so Ja doesn't have to. Defensive player of the, of the That's year. really what his goal, his job was going to be on this team. Because Ja Moran is great, but I don't think he play a lot of. He defense. don't play defense. He'll, get, smart, he'll get those sneak blocks and things like that, but he's not a. Let me sit down in front of you. You're not going nowhere. Pick you up ninety four feet type of guy. He's not that, and you don't want him to be that on your team. You mm-hmm. want him to be able to. Save as much energy to do those highlight dunks that he do. <laughs> exactly, because that's what they come to see. That's exactly what they come to see. So it, it was just one of those games, um, you know, any given day. Yeah, and that'll work. Now listen, now the Lakers did play the Rockets again. Now the first time they lost, but this time the Lakers came out with a one-point win. Now, now, now they needed to because Dylan the villain had 24 and he was the leading scorer for the Rockets this night. LeBron had 37 and AD had 27, you know, and then your boy Sangoon again, he had 23. Uh, so I think this may have been a statement game because the first game, you know, all that chitter chatter from Dylan the villain. And I was like, you know, ain't no way LeBron posted. And he got to respond. He didn't respond the first time, but he yeah. did this time. Oh, yeah. What are you at? 37 this time? It was it was a great game for him, and like I, with the Lakers, I'm just I'm glad that they figured out something. That Cam Reddish move to the starting lineup mm-hmm. changed this team a lot. It changed us drastically, just because what he can bring on defense. Like I want to say, he's lead, almost leading the league in steals right now. In month of November, he's just going crazy defensively, and he's been able to knock down shots when needed. Mm-hmm. So, I, and then Austin Reeves is playing better. So you can't. You can't argue with the results of it. Right, right. I got you. All right, so check this out. This may have been the game of the week, okay? And and listen, and I think you know what I'm talking about because your Hornets won. Your 4-9 Hornets beat the 11-3 Celtics 121-118. to And that game, Miles Bridges was almost a highlight reel because not only did he get the winning shot, he also got a very crucial block at the end of the game. Okay? And that, the Celtics had a chance to win that game because Tatum gave him 45, but he missed one of the three free throws that he had to ice the game. This was the game of the week, baby. Tell me your thoughts, baby, because this right here has to boost your energy, has to boost your morale of the, of the Hornets team. Hornets 121, Celtics 118. Tell me about this game right here. Um, They just showed a lot of fight, the mm. Hornets did. Mm. They just showed a lot of, I could get this game done. We, we can't compete. And this is what you want. It mm. shows any given night you can't compete with the best teams in the league mm-hmm. if y'all play y'all's brand of basketball. Absolutely. Steve Clifford did make an adjustment. He moved P.J. Washington to the bench this game. <laughs> what? He moved P.J. Washington <laughs> to the bench this game. And I uh-huh. guess it was in a reaction to coming off of those last two mm-hmm. where he didn't. One game he chose not to shoot, and in the second game you forgot how to. Right. So I think it was a reaction to that. I still would have liked to see Gordon Haywood come off the bench mm-hmm. just to see what that young – because this would have been the perfect time to see what that young 
you could have had you missed opportunity to run that lineup. I called. Yeah, by one play. Absolutely. By just moving Gordon Hayward to the bench. Right. You would have had that young lineup in there. That I'm pretty sure everybody wants to see. Right. Everybody wants to see this that lineup. So, but uh, don't get me wrong. Gordon had a good game. Yeah, twenty that night. Yeah, twenty. Um, it's just showing like. And even Miles Bridges was three for thirteen. That's just that confidence factor that we talked about. I'm yeah. going because yeah, that three pointer he shot was net. It was and it was late in the shot clock, deep to win the game. Is no hesitation, and those are the type of things that you gotta have. You gotta have confidence in yourself, even right. When you're missing, so keep shooting, keep shooting. That shooter's gonna shoot. And Lamelo, he took in that he had thirty six that night, and I think on his last possession, or close to one of the last possessions, he kept trying to drive. They kept cutting him off, and then that's when Mal Bridges popped it. Yeah, then he made the um, lay up the center into overtime. Exactly, which should have been an and one. Exactly, we should have won it at the end of regulation. Can I can I can I, can I talk to you about that for a half a second? It's about time for for Lamelo Ball to get his calls. Yeah, because he's starting to get the respect of uh of uh hold on hold on it's finna come to my mind right quick and everything. Kimba Walker respect. And you know, Kimba Walker kept picking himself up off the floor. Yeah, they body slammed Kimba Walker and everything, and, they, and they, the whistle never got blown. But this is Max Deal, and he's playing superstar level basketball. Right. So yeah, get that man his car. Come on now, get that man. Blow the whistle. Now I can understand with it being late game. You don't want to. You know, refs don't want to decide. They do it all the time. But in that case, you got to call that. That's a obvious foul. You got to call it. And like I said, we're lucky we won that game in overtime, but that could have went a different way. Absolutely. That could have went a totally different way. Yeah. When he should have been at the line with a yeah. chance. At least give him a chance to end it. Mm-hmm. It's, he's still, it's still up to him to make the shot. But you got to make that call. The right, It's the right call. Yeah, that absolutely. Day, it's the right call. And, 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 so, and I'm glad that the Hornets did win this game because it was the only third loss of the season for the Celtics at this moment in time. Yeah. They was rolling, man, at 11-2 and two yeah. before they came up into the Queen's City. That's a big win. That's a big win. <laughs> a huge win. I know it was so much green in that stadium, but this is Charlotte, North Carolina, baby. Okay? Home of the Hornets. Charlotte fans, we do got to do better. We got to do better supporting both the Hornets and Panthers. Yeah. Even if we're not winning, there's no reason why away teams are just taking over our Look like a home game. The only one that I can understand is the Cowboys, just because... There's too many of they, them. They everywhere. There's too many of yeah, them. Yeah, they was going to take it over regardless. They right. take over popular <laughs> state. They, they take over winning team stadiums. Right. So, but we got to start supporting, especially the Hornets. Mm-hmm. The Hornets are a young team. It's early in the season. You don't know what could happen. And how? And listen, how many uh, places it, it, we are in a very special situation? How many places actually have a football, a professional football team, and a professional basketball team in their city? Yeah. Come on, fans, Hornets fans, Panthers fans, show up! Y'all don't want to lose them. You don't want to do that and everything. Okay, all right. Now, getting back to the uh, in-season tournament and everything, we're going to run through this real quick. Uh, you took and you had uh, the Magic, the Orlando beat uh, the Raptors 126-107. Uh, you had the Cavs uh, beat the uh, 76ers 122-119. Now, this game right here, it wasn't no defense played this game. No defense. It couldn't have been. Pacers 157, Hawks 152, and I still think it may have came down to a last second or last couple of couple of inner game shots to win it. Pacers 157, Hawks 152. What are we doing? You got Buddy Hill. He gave you 24. 
Ty, Tyrese Halliburton, he gave 37. He'll do that every night. Ice had 38 this night, and Murray had 28, which look a little bit more like the gruesome twosome. But 157 to 152, no defense. Yeah, but talk nobody, to me. Nobody was playing defense. Nobody got a hand up. It was just if they make it, they make it. That's really because there's no reason you score 157 points in regulation. And, and no, I th- you know I'm gonna tell you something. I thought that it might be an, uh, uh what was it an All Star game because that's <laughs> exhibition and something. But listen, this game was important because the Pacers did clinch the East one that their Eastern group. They did clinch, so that was an important game. The Pacers and also the Lakers. Clinch yeah. their Western uh, a group, so the Pacers clinch their East group, and the Lakers clinch their West group, which we'll get to in just one quick second. So you had the Suns; they had one twenty, Trailblazers one hundred seven, and this is where the the, the taking the, the, the Lakers uh, clinched their group in style. Uh, Lakers one thirty one and stomped on them Jazz with ninety nine. So LeBron he did good, but it's one little stat line I'm looking at. They did the Lakers did clinch their group. In the West, but Reddish didn't have no points this game. He didn't take a shot. What's he gave, he got hurt. He got hurt, wasn't feeling good. He uh sore groin. Stomach hurt. He went out five minutes into the game. That'll still he make your stomach early. hurt. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he went out five Okay. Yeah. I give him a, I give him a pass on it. I give him a pass on it. Not a problem. But this is something we had talked about earlier, okay? Uh the Hornets did win back-to-back games with Miles Bridges. So you had you had a, a wonderful game where the Hornets had 117 in the district. Then Washington Wizards had 114. Miles Bridges had 33 and LaMelo Ball had 34 with your boy Brandon Miller had uh, knocking down 15. That's your big three. But PJ Washington, you know, of course, don't forget him. But hey, this is back-to-back games. They ha- happen all season. Yeah, PJ didn't play this game. So mm-hmm. that just shows like, and that's what I'm saying. There, there's this is situation where it's showing we can get it done in different ways. Right. But now you have your your two main guys back mm-hmm. who have already had success together. Mm-hmm. Now is can Brandon Miller be a consistent 15 to 20 point player? Right. Can Gordon Hayward figure something out to stop shooting two for eight, one for nine, <laughs> one for seven? Figure something out. <laughs> And then it's just these guys off the bench like Bryson McGowan's. Can you come in and give us another 14 right. in those games? Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Smith, can we play you more than a minute? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's why, I don't know why that's the first thing I saw. That right. played one minute. What are we doing? <laughs> he got in and made his one shot. That he took. Right. I, I'm I, good. I guess Steve Kerr was like, no, 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 no. Hey, hey go so, get him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> take him out. Take him he out. He supposed to take no shot. <laughs> we didn't put him in for that. And PJ was a scratch. He's got something going on with his foot. Okay. Well, that's cool. Well, check this out. How about this game right here, man? Because this right here looks to me like an Eastern Conference, uh, a, a preview type game when I say about playoff aspirations, when I'm talking about, you know, just taking like, I'm going to have to go through this team to get to where I need to go to. The Celtics 119 against the Bucks 116, the 12 and 3 Celtics against the 10 and 5 Bucks. Okay, now this right here was a game where I know both teams came out with a purpose. Yeah. Because you had Giannis and you had Leonard playing, and then you had basically the starting five for the Celtics playing. But the Celtics pulled this game out by three. So tell me about this game. Um, 
like you said, this could be our Eastern Conference Finals. Matchup. Absolutely. But in some way or form, it's going through these two teams. It has to be. It's going through these two teams. They're showing it early. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, 76 is somewhere out there. It just depends on the matchups and how it all lays down. But it's going to be one of these two teams playing the Sixers or them playing each other. It's going to be a combination of that. It is just showing itself. Um, the Bucks are just... They gotta get consistency. Mm-hmm. Like they're in this game, but it's on a bad shooting night from mm-hmm. almost everybody. Mm-hmm. So that just maybe if they shot the ball better, because Brook Lopez was the leading, well one of the yeah he was the leading scorer with twenty eight. And he's he, Brook Lopez. He shot the best. The three point center shooting Brook Lopez. Yeah. Come on, supposed man. Supposed to be a rim protector. Exactly. I don't know, and that's not that's not ideal for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um. But at least you see that you can compete with the obvious best team in your conference. Yeah, and listen, Drew, uh, Jay Rule, he only had five that night. Just a, just a bad night. Well, he he's on a he's in a spot where he doesn't really need to score. Okay. He did shoot bad, one for eight. But yeah, but he has great defense. Yeah, he, that's what he's there to do. Right. He's there to him and Derek White. Mm-hmm. Their scoring's gonna come sporadically. Right. Just. Because it's enough shots to go around on this team. They're mm. not a selfish ball team. So they do move the ball, find open guys. So they will get shots and opportunities. But mm. they're there to shut down guards, take guards out of the equation. Right. And it, and it, and it makes make sense. It tough, make it tough for people. And right. I think that was why they went and got him. Because it's like, okay, Giannis, you go get Dame. We're going to go get Giroud to answer that Dame problem. Right. We're not just going to let Dame come in. And, no. We're going to get somebody that can stop him. And he good at doing it, too. Yeah. He good at doing it. Now, listen. Now, the Clippers did play the San Antonio Spurs. That game was 109-102. The reason I even bring this game up is because this is the Clippers' first road win. Now, we we all, we know, we all, everybody know about the San Antonio Spurs, how young they are, they're building, the Wimby effect and everything. But I just want to know, do you see any kind of continuity there? Any kind of continuity with that first road win as well for the Clippers? 109-102 against the San Antonio Spurs. Any continuity? Are they building anything? Is James Harden going to work? Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think they're starting to get into a groove. Okay. Playing. In that Russell Westbrook thing, I think it's bigger than what people realize. Mm-hmm. It just change. It really changes how they're able to play. Right. Because now James can do his take his shots, but also we've seen him lead the league in assists. Exactly. So he's able to do that more instead of trying to play off ball when Russell Westbrook's in the game. Yeah. So it works out in their favor mm-hmm. to have Russell on the bench. Mm-hmm. It's just gonna be. I'm not. Saying y'all are completely solved after beating the San Antonio Spurs mm-hmm. and who else? The Rockets. That's right. not enough for me. Yeah. Y'all got to beat a contender. Y'all got to beat somebody who's already established as one of those teams because that's what you guys are aiming for. You're exactly. Aiming for a finals run. Yeah. So you, you want to go deep. You want, You need to beat those guys that you expect to be there at mm-hmm. the end of the year. Yeah, and it makes complete sense to me. And like I said again, I'm gonna tell you, you know, Zion is trying. He's taking uh, you taking the, the, the Pelicans uh, beat the Kings one seventeen to one twelve. Uh, but here's my thing on this particular night, uh, the T, the the seventy sixers lost to the T Wolves uh, ninety nine to one twelve. Embiid he didn't play this game, but the couple of games that the seventy sixers have lost, it's looked like they're trying to warm up Nick Batum. 
It looked like they're trying to warm him up. He had only like six points this game, and he may have had a single digits the other game. So do you think they're just trying to take and work on some things? Nick Nurse is trying to be the nurse and trying to figure out what he have in Nick Batum because you don't know what he got unless he's in the game because he think- – I think that's what happened this game. Yeah. Without having Joel, they was like, all right, let me see what we got here. Right. Because they went small pretty yeah. much. Uh-huh. So they, I think they're just trying to work on some rotations. Okay. All right, I got you. And, of course, you know, you're taking the Suns, 123 against the Warriors, 115. We done already discussed them. But what about your Lakers, man, against the Mavs, man? You got the Lakers, 101, the Mavs, 104. How you feel about that one, man? I mean, you know, we that just, is kind of a in the in the West, right? Yeah, we just came up. It was a good game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it just came up to those are there's a type of team you don't want to play close. Yeah. You got to go ahead and put your you got yeah, yeah. you gotta create some separation Gas to keep your foot on their neck. Mm-hmm. They got two guys who've shown that they can end the game. They can come up clutch. They don't fold under pressure. And those are the guys that's the scariest. Absolutely. Cause you can play your best game, but if they got a chance with two seconds left. You know who the ball going to. Yeah. Is, and that that's what we was talking about with Luke and Kyrie. That's the birth, perfect situation. It is. Because now you can't set up your defense to stop just Luke. Mm-hmm. You got to just guard us face up. And I'm I'm, re- I'm really, really, really looking to see what's going to happen in the playoffs because the Mavs will be in it. I just want to see, you know, how much they're going to they're going to take and uh, damage they're going to do. And because and, and I don't know. I don't know. They, they could be a, a Western Conference type situation where they really take and make some noise out there, man. And I think it's going to be some real great basketball this, this forthcoming. We've seen, we've seen Luka win some series by itself. Exactly. So now that he has that extra guy there. Yeah. And like I said, they filled out the Roster, I like a lot of things they did, like mm-hmm. the Derek Lively pickup, um, Josh Green's taking a step into his own. Right. So they can. I can see them being a team. It's just I can see them going out the first round. Mm-hmm. I can see them making a run to the Western Conference. Round. Absolutely. So it's anywhere in between with them. Yeah. And, just, and both players are so fun to watch. It's gonna, they're like it's gonna be exciting. Right. I love to watch Luca. I love to watch Kyrie. Okay, great, great. Now, listen, we got more in-season tournament continuing on Friday, people. Watch the game, and we're going to talk to you about it. Now, you know what's coming up? Your most favorite, baby. Your most favorite. Your Double D. Your Dynamic Duo Award of the Week. Week, week. Yes, baby, it's that time. My man D, he cranking it up. He got it coming for you. D, what you got for the Double D? So, this week, I'm going to go out. NFL guys go out to Houston. My double day of the week is going to be CJ Stroud and Tank Dell. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. We, we've talked about CJ Stroud a lot. Mm-hmm. Just the way, but I don't think we've actually given him his flowers. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give him a double D performance just off of he, he came out, had his worst game. But still found a way to win. Right. He you got to love the any rookie. Rookie. You throw three interceptions in a game, most teams lose. Yeah, because that's a playoff battle being lost. <laughs> most people most people lose a game when your quarterback throws three interceptions. Right. But he just has that. He's unwavering when it comes to his confidence in himself and, and the players around him. Like, he believes in his coach. He believes in his guys. And like, I can't, he believes in himself. He believes in his talent. He knows because if you don't believe in yourself, well, who else gonna believe should. it? Yeah, so it's Come on. just it's so three thirty six, um, two touchdowns to the three interceptions. 
Uh, he did have only a 41 QBR, but it's not about – like me, it's more about the attitude. Yeah, and the will to win, and they won the game. And they won the game on – really, he went out there and won that game. Right. And then I want to shout out Tank Dale. Eight receptions, 149 yards, and a big touchdown. Oh, yes, sir. A big late touchdown. So, and the reason why I want to give it to them also is because from draft night, they said they wanted to play with each other. They called it. They knew what they would be able to do together. Right. And for them to go out there and actually put it together and execute it, two rookies on in a situation where nobody expected Houston to make any type of noise this year. Right. They're going out and balling, and they're making a name for themselves. Right. I wanted Tank Dell in Charlotte. Well, I, I was fine with either quarterback, honestly, at the time. I was fine with either Bryce or CJ. But when it came time to take that receiver in the second round that I knew we was going to take, I wanted Tank Dell. He's shown that he can be that you-can-move-him-around type of guy. Slot, he's a he's a game-breaker. Like, he's a game-breaker. You put the ball into his hands, he can turn – he's one of those I can turn a five-yarder into a 75. Yes, sir. Or I could take the roof off the top. You just drop it in the bucket. Uh-huh. Like he could give you so many options, and it makes the game easier for C.J. Stroud to know, I got tanked somewhere out there. Exactly, and the fact that he can get it to him. Okay, and let's not take – and let's not uh, leave out the head coach, man. Because, because he takes – he's instilling confidence in them guys. Yep. He has so much wonderful things that's coming out of that too, man. He comes in – and I think it's that the relationship between him and C.J. Mm-hmm. that he's built to – they're thriving off that alone. They're showing – CJ's showing I trust my coach. I know he's going to put me in the right position. And D'Amico's showing I believe in this kid. Absolutely. I believe that this kid is the answer. I think we got it. Now let's put it all together. And they're fighting for a playoff. They're fighting for a playoff spot. Yeah, yes. Yeah. You can't ask for more than what they've given you. Absolutely, I love it. And once, cause once, once you take him, your superior give you that check of approval. Once you know that he got your back, you want to play for him. You play freer too. It's mm-hmm. like you take some stress, some of that weight off his shoulder. Of, Dang, am I gonna get benched? Mm-hmm. If I mess up, he's mm-hmm. gonna take me out. Mm-hmm. No, he's letting you know. I know the mistakes are gonna come, but I know also what you can do outside of that. Right. I know that's not who you are. Mm-hmm. An interception is not going to define you. Mm-hmm. It's not going to change how I think about you. Next time I know you're going to go out there and you're going to get it right. Exactly. I think they may get some flex games too, man, because I think some people want to see them Houston, Texas play yeah. with your boy C.J. Stroud. Yeah. Mal Shatter. <laughs> I love it, baby. I love it. The double D-O. The double duo. The double D-D. The two Ds. Dynamic, dynamic duo award of the week, baby. And take it. Go to who again? C.J. Stroud and Tank Dale of the Houston Texans. And there it is. Okay. Love it. Check this out. Let's switch gears right quick. Ladies, we ain't forgot about you. We told you what we was going to do, and we're going to continue to do it. Women sports. We love it. Let's talk some women's college basketball. Now, listen, do you know where I'm going to start? Man, what's up with this LSU saga, man? Is there trouble in paradise? You got Fly J. Johnson and Angel Reese, okay? Now, this all started with when Angel Reese got benched the second half of the Kent State game, which they won 109-79. But ever since then, man, it's been going downhill, man, you know, because she ain't really played since then. And then your girl, Flage, which was coming off the bench at the time, 
them blew up and playing good. Now, this is why I was talking about the eye test. Tell me what how you feel about this, man, because, you know, you know, Angel Reese had a, a big thing going, man. She was the, she was the mainstay of them winning that national championship. Okay? Then you got Flage, she got ties to music and she got ties to sports, but she can play basketball. I need your eye test on this, man. What's going on at LSU? Women's college basketball. I think it's more of something going on off the court. Something going it's something and they're protecting it because they're not Kim Mulkey's not talking about it. She's not giving into the media. Mm-hmm. She's saying we want Angel here, and when she's ready, she'll be here. Mm. So I, it's something, and I'm I'm hearing a lot of different things, but without any concrete evidence or concrete proof as to what's going on, I don't want to speak on. It's all hearsay. She, why yeah. she's not playing? Right. But um, they're they're to win. They're gonna need her. Absolutely. They're gonna need her to come back and figure out whatever it is, whatever the situation is. If it's a chemistry thing with the team, if it's Something off the court. If you do need to step away from the game, I do understand that. Mm-hmm. But the team is better with you. They're contender with you on the. And I don't see the way South Carolina's playing. You run into a Caitlin Clark again in the finals, and you don't have an Angel Reese. I don't see y'all winning another championship. Yeah, even, Car- yeah. even with all the talent you brought in, just mm-hmm. because Angel Reese is a staple. She's mm-hmm. a, she goes down and does the things nobody wants to do. She bangs on offensive glasses. She plays back against the basket, bang on the box. So she's a key piece, plays defense, feisty. like, And she she's that player that the energy guy, she talks, she brings you guys' energy up, getting the other team's head. She's a key piece. It is more than just basketball. She's a leader. So I wish her the best. Mm-hmm. I hope it's nothing serious. Right. I hope she's healthy. Yeah. Um, and I, I would love to see her playing again soon because mm-hmm. college basketball is in a good place with her. Absolutely. And like I said, it's going to be a wonderful season, and we're going to be following the whole entire season, man, when it comes to women's sports and coming to this college, women's college basketball, man, we're going to be following. But And just to add, you know, to put a little a little, a little stamp at the end of what you said, I do want to bring the fact of uh, even in these two games that Angel Reese did not play, Flajay Johnson, she really did her thing, man. That first game when LSU uh, beat SLU, they beat them 73-50. to Flajay had 17 points, 11 rebounds in 29 minutes, so she dropped a double-double. And then when LSU beat Texas Southern 106-47, to Flajay Johnson had 17 points, 8 rebounds in 21 minutes. So they're not losing ground, uh, but I would like to see both of them play together yeah. and work that thing out. Say, they're not a bad team without her, right? but they're just that much better with her on the floor. You're going to have to come with the thunder, man, if you want to take and knock down South Carolina. Yeah, you okay. gotta have, you got to have your best team. Right. You can't be missing. And Kim Mulkey said herself, she said the championship goes to South Carolina. That's mad respect to South Carolina and Don Staley's team for them to even come out and win that thing with LSU winning it last year or yeah. last season, but still to give South Carolina and Don Staley that much credit lets you know. Because they're, they're already a perennial Contender, yes, every year, yes, like she's got that established. But now, I think this is honestly one of her, if not the best team she's had. Right. So you gotta you gotta respect it. You have to, and you gotta know, and that's just being realistic with it, knowing where you want to be. 
mm-hmm. and knowing what it's going to take to get there. Yeah, I love it. Absolutely. You there. You all over it, baby. And let's move forward because we had a couple more uh, very exciting games that took place. You had Duke uh, play number four Stanford. You know, my girl Cameron Brink, mm. my walking double D, her, you know what I'm saying? Double, double with 29 points and 11 rips in 30 minutes. A walking double, double. I call her the baby giraffe, but it's out of love. Okay. Now here it was Stanford 82, uh, Duke 7 and 7. I want to, I want to look at this game for a quick little second because my girl Cara Larson, uh, which is uh, a, a Tennessee alumni, mm-hmm. great, great person. Uh, she taking, she got Duke uh, uh, trying, you know, really uh, making some things happen. She actually had the uh, expedition game. You know, it, it, it's a game that didn't count, but she had her team playing against the U.S. women's basketball team. And that game right there was, you know, putting a measuring stick out there. She's trying to reinvent Duke women's basketball. Right. Because when you think Duke, you only think. Coach K. Yeah, that's it. You think men's basketball, that's it. And he retired. And he's gone. But even still, they have more – John Sire, like, they have more name, name power than a Duke women's basketball team. Mm-hmm. And I think she's trying to change that culture. Because even the Tar Heels, you think Tar Heels – you still got some people who think women's sports, who think about the Tar Heels as just a basketball school on both sides. Mm-hmm. Nobody – I think she wants them to be respected. Mm-hmm. And I think she can do it. Absolutely. She can get them going in the, in the right direction because mm-hmm. she's one of those – Players are going to want to play for her. Yeah. Players are going to want to play for her. It's just going to take time to build up that program. But she's going in the right direction. She's She got them going in the right direction. Yeah, this because this game went in overtime. And to come out and compete with a Stanford yeah. without the talent, mm-hmm. like you don't have the talent of a Stanford to go out there and be able to compete shows you might get some of those hitting gems next year mm-hmm. who don't get the top offers from a Stanford or Connecticut. You might come be able to steal a couple of those girls away. Yeah. So just keep on going, you know. Keep putting up that fight. She got him. At, she got him at, at five hundred right now. Yeah. So keep uh, keep the fight up. Go ahead, Carl Lawson. Do your thing. Uh, Stanford, y'all do y'all thing as well. With we'll, we'll C Brink, she with that double double walking all around. You know, Stanford is sitting at what uh, five and zero right now. Duke at three and three. Uh, we love women's sports, and so y'all keep doing what you need to do. Uh, you taking uh, Paige Beckers for UConn? She dropped twelve in it. UConn beat Minnesota sixty two to forty four. And you know we cannot go. We cannot go without talking about our logo. <laughs> logo, Caitlin Clark, baby. How you doing today? 35 points in 30 minutes. Iowa beat Drake, not the rapper, 113 to 90. They sit at 5 and 1 right now. And, and I'm going to let you speak on this, man, but this is what I'm going to have to tell you. The bitch play of Iowa stepped up just a little bit on this one. Talk to me. And this is what you need. Yeah, like we talk about all the time, she can't do it by herself. Right. She she's gonna give you her game, mm-hmm. but you gotta have. Um, Martin gave her twenty five, ten of twelve, three or four from three, and then everybody. Goodman gave fifteen. Yeah, almost everybody else contributed, even if it is just two points, four points, five, six, seven. Is contributing down the stretch to where they're gonna key in on her. Y'all got to make y'all shots because I'm sure she's going to set you up. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you guys are going to be in a position to where you can score. Mm-hmm. Y'all just got to make them. You right. just got to make them. It's going to make her job easier. It's going to make y'all winning easier. And you're absolutely correct. And, and and when I look at her minutes, 30 minutes means she was able to get some rest. 
Even if it is nine minutes. Right. He was able to sit down periodically through the game. Exactly. Exactly. All right. And listen, I do want to give an honorable mention to our girls from UNCG. Okay. They went up against number nine, Virginia Tech, man. But, hey, they, they you know, they didn't win that game. But, hey, they did what they did could. Uh, uh, Virginia Tech 72 and UNCG. That's the University of North Carolina at Greensboro with 51. Now, listen, how about this right here? We got to talk about a number one team in, in women's basketball, the 5 and 0. South Carolina beat uh, uh, San Diego State 78 to 38. Now, another walking double double, okay, is Cardoso with uh, 23 points and 10 rips. Listen, and Full Wally, which is your girl, I know how much you love her, man. You know, she be crossing them up, you know, making ankles sore. Now, uh, what you think about this one? Because Don Staley got this team ready. Yeah, they're going to be a problem. They just, because it's just like we say about the Celtics. It just gonna come at you from so many different ways mm-hmm. every game, mm-hmm. every game. Mm-hmm. And with a player like Fort Raleigh, she just changes the pace so much. She gets them running. She gets them even in half court. It's like she gets into the set so much quicker than everybody else. Yeah. And in her vision, like yes, she can make shots. She's crazy. Like I said, she has the Kawhi layup package. And she's <laughs> amazing fencing around the rim. I love it. But what separates her is her vision. Yeah. Like she makes some of the court vision passes. Woo. And she sees it all. She sees it all. And mm-hmm. that just makes this team that much dangerous. Fun to watch, man. I mean, women's sports is where it's at. This yeah, college basketball team this season, don't sleep on it because we're not going to. Yeah, women's sports is in women's sports is in a great place. Absolutely. Great place. I love it. And listen, uh, I, you know, I, Double D, that's what we do. You got to talk about that. Walking double-double again because Stanford came back out and played another one on back-to-back wins and beat Belmont 74-55. to uh, 55. But my girl C. Brink, I have to talk about her, 27 points and 16 rips. Listen, we're going to have more women's college basketball, baby, okay, today and in the near future. And we're going to talk about it because we love y'all. I want to give a shout-out to my girl Juju out there at USC. <laughs> I ain't forget about you. Okay. I know I'm giving a lot of love to the freshman full Wally, but I got to give some love to her, too. Number one player in the nation. Went to USC, and she has them looking like they can compete. Right, okay. They, they're going to be right in the mix, especially with her. She's she's walked in and just last game they played Penn State. Juju gave him thirty one, hey thirty seven. So she's she's came in off and um I wish I had more of her games off the top of my head, but but you I, know she, we're gonna keep it rolling up, and put our eyes on it. She's put up multiple thirty point games this year already, and it's just her game is so smooth. She mm. plays like a pro, mm. and it's just just buttery. She's going to be a problem. She's their leading scorer, best player on the team, mm-hmm. and it's as a freshman. Right. Her game is way above her. It's way past her age. It's way past her years. She's going to just keep after the look. Keep looking out for the name Juju Watkins, bro. Yeah, you heard us here. You heard it here first. Listen, check this out. Check this out. Okay, we're going to make sure that we keep our eyes on women's sports and women's college basketball and everything that's happening. All right. Now, I'm going to, y'all stay tuned, okay? We're going to be back in a minute. And when we come back, guess what we're going to discuss? That Barry Sanders interview. The college football playoff picture. Colorado, they still got problems. And then we're going to talk about week 11 in the NFL. And a special, I say a special week 12 NFL preview with a Black Friday game. I think it's the first in history. Stay tuned and come right back. Double D.